Good morning, and welcome to Truths from the Trace, a ministry of Natchez Trace Baptist Church. Tuesday will be Groundhog's Day. We'll find out if we have six more weeks of bad weather, or if spring will be here in six more weeks. Either way, it is six weeks till spring officially begins. I'm still asking, where's the snow? They say, and I still don't know who they are, but it is said that the weather is the most talked about and the least done about of any other subject we talk about. So let's talk about something that can make a difference in your life and the world in which we live. Jesus. Last week, as we looked at the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, we saw Jesus expected and would bless the right attitude of his followers. With nine blessed R's or happy R's known as the Beatitudes. Attitudes are reflected in our actions. Our actions then will reflect in the lives of others. Something as simple as a smile will usually be responded to in like manner. An act of kindness will inspire someone to pay it forward as a kind act. Your attitude, especially when facing adversity, will make a difference in the world in which you live. And the world in which you live will make a difference in your attitude. Adversity will either draw you nearer to God or drive you away from God. It will either make you better or it will make you bitter. Jesus teaches us that proper attitudes during times of difficulty will impact others. He gives us two instructions known as the similitudes. Similitudes means a likeness, image, or representation. And you and I, as followers of Christ, we are in His likeness, in His image, and we should never forget that we are representing the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He said, ye are the salt of the earth. And then he followed with, ye are the light of the world. Let us look further at these two concepts that Jesus said that through you, he could change the world in which you live. He began in Matthew 5, 13, as he said, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its Savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Let's begin with the earth, the world in which we live. And we look around it, and I've heard people just say of recent, I sure would hate to know I'm bringing a child into this world. Or our world is rapidly going down the drain. Our world has tarnished flavor. Sin has left people's attitudes and actions tasteless. Sin has brought us into the world that everything seems to be the same. It seems as though whether it be good or whether it be evil, it's just a, it's just a choice of what, what your preference is. We lived. Have you ever noticed that it is so difficult today for you and I to make decisions about life? 
One of the reasons is there is no... Sin has left people's attitudes and actions tasteless. The world seems to have no flavor whatsoever. A matter of fact, not only is it tasteless, it is tainted. And it is tainted means ruined. And sin has spoiled mankind. It is, first off, it spoiled our relationship with God. Way back in the Garden of Eden, Genesis chapter 3, God said, The day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. When man chose sin over God, he tainted that relationship. And then our lives have been spoiled because sin continues to manifest and it appears to get greater and greater. And now then we call good evil and evil good. And it seems as though whatever feels good, do it. And sin has brought judgment on all mankind. Sin has left the world lost and separated from God, the earth. Secondly, you are the salt of the earth. Let us look at salt. Remember I said that life had become tasteless or has become tainted or it's become spoiled. It has become sickening or sick. We look at the world and it seems as though no one cares. Let me just give you four quick principles about salt. Salt seasons. Jesus said you are the uh, salt of the earth. He is saying that you are to make a difference. You are to season this tasteless world, this sinful world, this tarnished world. You are to be the life-changing flavor as added to it. Secondly, salt preserves. And so those that are ruined for the remnant's sake or for the faith in Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, he saves. And so God uses you as salt of the earth to help preserve the world in which we live or to preserve God's principles in the world in which we live. Salt heals. Also, salt makes you thirsty. And so the salt should, remember the blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness' sake. Salt, should you should make the world hunger and thirst for the righteousness of Christ that is in you. You are the salt of the earth. You make a difference in the world in which you live. The Lord has placed you and I here to make a difference in the world and not that the world should make a difference in us. So being the salt of the earth, he says, if a salt has lost its savor, what good is it? So let me encourage you, don't lose your savor Continue to be effective and flavorful in this world. Don't be a part of the blandness nor the tastefulness of the world. That was easy for me to say. And don't waste your God-given value and purposes to be trodden under the feet of a careless and a carefree world. You are the salt of the earth and do not let anyone tell you any difference. Secondly, Jesus said, ye are the light of the world, and a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, 
and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that when they see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Before you can be the light, you have to see the light. In Big John chapter 8 and verse 12, Jesus spake unto them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And so before you can be the light, you have to see the light, and Jesus is that light. And then if we follow him, and you know that we will not walk in the darkness. So Jesus is the great is the light, and we are a reflection of that light. Darkness represents sin. Sin represents the lostness of mankind. For we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. It represents the wickedness within this world, and wickedness is walking within darkness. And then it, within darkness, we are stumbling and falling and struggling. In John chapter 3 and verse 16, Jesus is the light of the world, we've just read, and you are the light of the world. And Jesus said, this is the condemnation. Light has come into the world. But men love their darkness rather than light because their deeds, which were evil, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought within God. The world is darkness, but people love their darkness. But the light has come into the world, and I trust that he has shined into your life. If he has not, he is that beaconing light that is wanting to show you, you the way during this dark and trying time in your life. Jesus is the light shined into our lives, and then it is his light that we are to be showing into other people's lives. He says, you are the light of the world, and he spoke of the darkness that is there. The world, it speaks of, is all humankind. As we mentioned already, the Bible says we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us are sinners. We're sinners by nature. We're sinners by habit. We're sinners by choice. And as we've just read in Big John, some choose to stay sinners because they like their darkness. They like what they don't want to change. Friend, if you don't want to change, you probably are not going to change. But if you want to change, can I tell you, Jesus is the light of the world, and he is awesome. Now then, as he said, you are the light of the world, he is the light of the world, he also taught us that we are the light of the world. Remember, you are the light of the world. Jesus said that. I think of a Hank Williams Sr. song, I don't quote him too often, but he said, I wandered so aimless, and my heart filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night, and praised the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light, I saw the light. No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow in sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. You are the light of the world. Then he goes on to say, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. If your light of Jesus is shining brightly, others will see Jesus in you. It cannot be hid. Many of us are kind of 
secret service of the kingdom of God. We try to hide our light before men. But he said, if you've got that true light, men do not light a candle and put it under a bushel basket where nobody can see it. He says, but on a candlestick that it gives light unto all those that are in the house. We need to put our lights up on the candlestick, especially during this dark days that we're living here, not in the only upon the world and in the earth, but here up in the United States of the uh, America. We need to let our light shine. President George H. Bush, he had a campaign that he drove a thousand points of light, that everybody's light made a difference in the world. Jesus began that campaign way before President Bush, as he taught us that we are to let our light shine, that it may make a difference in the world in which we live. But that in verse 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The purpose of letting our light shine is not that you may be bragged upon for being a good person. The purpose of letting our light shine is also is there to help to shed light within this dark world. But everything that we do should glorify our Father, which is in heaven. So let this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to let Satan sniff it out. I'm not going to let COVID blow it out. I'm not going to let bad news brush it out. I'm going to let my little light shine. Thank you for joining us each Sunday morning for Truths from the Trace. Please join us online worship later this morning at 11 o'clock a.m. on Natchez Trace Baptist Church Facebook page as we continue gathering online for worship at this time. You're also invited to join us Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. This week we will begin in Psalm 84, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Until next Sunday, same time, same station. Remember, attitudes produces actions, and our actions promotes reactions. Our reactions should project Jesus. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. To God be the glory, great things he has done, and may I say, we expect great things he will do. May he keep, bless, and protect you until we meet again.